Hi everyone, welcome back to the New Managers Club podcast for episode 12. I'm Ali. And I'm Molly. And welcome to our club. And strap in because today we're talking about making difficult career decisions. From sideways steps to power moves, when is it the right time to take a bold stance in your progression? We'll be discussing all of this and more in today's episode. And make sure you listen until the end for some big news about this podcast. So, have you ever made a difficult career decision, Molly? I have actually. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> no, Just it happens. No, I have. Um, I think the most difficult one was last summer. So, I'd been with my current company for like four years. And it was time for me to move on. didn't look as though there was any sort of opportunities to um, progress to a more senior role within that company. And I left. I left for a management role somewhere else. A week after I left, basically my dream job came up with the company that I had just left that I could never in a million years have guessed was going to come up. And I had the opportunity to go back or stay with this new company that had given me a chance at a more senior role. And that was really tough to make that decision. I, I remember feeling so stressed and like the rest of my life depended on this big decision I was making right now. Um, so I'd say that was the hardest career decision I've ever made. So you had the opportunity, so you had to kind of advanced to management and then you had the opportunity to make essentially a sideways step mm-hmm. back to management for the company that you'd previously been working for. Yeah. What went into making that decision and how big a part of that was kind of the management opportunity? I the, both of, They were both very different opportunities. So in terms of managing a team, they were managing teams of really similar sizes. But one, I had to sort of think longer term, what do I really want from my career? And I think... <laughs> Not all the time, but it can sometimes look a bit strange to jump that way. So sort of, mm. it, and it's also not very nice for people who've just gone through that whole long hiring process to get you. They've paid recruitment fees, and then you're like, "I'm off." Sorry, like it's that's a horrible, horrible thing to do to anybody, to any company, and not a decision I took lightly, lightly at all. But I really had to think long term in terms of the what I want my career to look like and also right now in terms of work-life balance I knew that one opportunity would offer a better work-life balance more time for me to spend with my children than the other one did and yeah so it was a combination of things that that in the end I did decide to go back and it was the best decision I've ever made Wow. Mm. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. I don't, oh, well, career-wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's maybe overstating it a little bit. Yes. Um, that, so I can imagine you being very methodical mm-hmm. with that decision-making process. Talk to me about kind of like what that looked like for you. So you've got two options ahead. How did you kind of break down the nitty-gritty of, okay, this is the path that I'm currently on. Do I want to make a change? I think I came back to my values. I think the company that I've moved to initially on the surface was like everything that I could want to do was specialising in a particular area of healthcare that I was like, yes, that is so important to me. And in reality, it was quite quite different and didn't necessarily, amazing company, loveliest people, but didn't necessarily align with my values. Mm. 
so that was a consideration and I knew the thing is I I knew the company that I worked for previously so well I knew that their whole mission aligned so closely with my own values and what I I think working in marketing particularly now I don't want to touch on that too much but there are some products that you can market that is just utter shit you know you're, it's bad for the planet it's bad for people it's mm. not good mm. but I wanted to work for an organization that was doing good doing good and I know everyone says that oh doing good but it's, it's important isn't it I do feel like it's very important specifically and I know this might be relevant to everyone who's listening but specifically for like marketers business development product development any managers who are in that kind of space mm. I suppose customer experience to to an extent as well um it is so important to like genuinely believe in what you're doing because otherwise that can that's like the path to destroying your soul there's no yeah. way you can make that sit well with you if you don't agree with what you're putting out into the world and you're the people responsible for driving that consumption particularly with everything we know about the state the planet's in like that can be a really difficult place to be in i think yeah definitely so there was that and i knew that there there were good career development opportunities on either side i saw quite rapid growth in one path and then the other one i knew would be a lot of learning development opportunities to go on courses and be coached and stuff like that so it was a real mix and I knew that I could get very different things from each one like one I could pretty much like carve my own path make it what I wanted and the other one was very much already set out but would be a good place for me to come in and learn best practices of management and running a marketing team so that played into it I suppose it's one of those things where like you were uh, as much as it was a very difficult decision I'm sure that like a lot of pain and thought went into it and probably an amount of guilt with like stepping away from the company that you were with but ultimately you had two incredible opportunities in front of you which is fortunate in many ways of a kind of position to be in but I suppose it's one of those things where kind of both opportunities have value have things they could do for you have opportunities that they could open up Mm. but it's about knowing like who you are in the middle of all of that that's so important and one thing that came to mind when you were saying that actually is when you're in a position where you need to make a difficult career decision, or like in the for- fortunate position where you're at sort of crossroads and you have amazing opportunities to choose between, so many people will have opinions on that. 90% of people that I spoke to told me not to go back. Wow. And I did it anyway. Because that's brave. Those people, although I, they'd, you know, had amazing careers themselves, trusted them with like my life, they'd not lived the experiences that I had in both those roles and they're not you they're not yeah they're not me and so I, yeah as much as it's good to take people's opinions that have experienced similar things and do you sort of aspire to be in your career ultimately you know best and everyone kept saying to me oh you know trust your gut your gut will know and I was like I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what my gut wants I was so I'm a little bit indecisive so that was really tough but I'd just be very wary of doing what you think you should do based on other people's opinions or other people are telling you to do. Like, I really found in that time, like going for long walks, just sort of sitting with myself to figure out what is it that I actually want. Mm. I think it's it's funny, I think, when people tell you to go with your gut because um, I was also in a position recently where I was making a really difficult career decision and everyone said like, oh, you, you'll know. Like deep down, you'll just know what the right thing to do is. And it's like... No, I don't, because my gut, just based on who I am as a person, all my lived experiences, 
I default, as I think a lot of people do, like to comfort mm-hmm. and to staying the same and like choosing the path of least resistance and the easiest thing because like my uh, my gut wants me to stay in my comfort zone because that's literally how we're built as human beings like I don't I don't buy the whole gut thing because if I went with my gut I don't think I'd ever do anything ever I would literally just stay in my lane and (laughs) never change never evolve never grow never progress Obviously, you know, a lot of people do have that driving force as well, but I don't think that comes from your gut, really. I think it comes from your head. Um, but yeah, people say like, oh, you'll know, you'll know what the right thing to do is. And no, you won't. Like, of course you won't. No one knows what the right thing to do is. Like, as much as I'm very pleased that it sounds like you made the right decision for you, you don't know what might have been on that other path for you. Yeah. But ultimately, you made the decision that you could kind of sit with best, that sat with you, your values. And I think I, because... I was in the fortunate position of knowing Molly when you were making the decision. I think I said to you at the time, um, like, you're going to question yourself a lot over this. Like, this is the kind of thing that you'll think, what if I'd gone the other way? What if I'd done this? What if I'd done that? Like, you need a reason, a value, a raison d'etre that you can come back to in those situations where you do feel like, God, did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. That is that guiding principle being like, no, I did because of this. And that's something you can, like, 100% hang your hat on. And you can't, you, no, no amount of colleagues pissing you off, no amount of an annoying commute, no amount of a shit pay package will make you question that because that is so linked to, to your core values and you can't get away from it and you can't argue with it. No one else can understand it quite like you can. Yeah, that is the best advice. And write that down. <laughs> Stick it to your forehead. Okay, did I actually say that to you or did I just think no, you it? Did. Did I you definitely did, yeah. And I did keep that front of mind. And there were times in the beginning that I was like, oh, God. Is yeah. it, but, like, it's, it's weird. It's coming, it, we're coming back to a company that you've literally just left and everyone said goodbye, written you a leave yeah. That was really weird. And I didn't know how long it would take to sort of get over that, but very, very quickly. And after that, I never questioned it again. Like, I'm so confident in the decision that I made now. I know Amazing. for sure that was the best. Obviously, you made a difficult decision to come back. Mm-hmm. You also made quite a difficult decision to step away. So talk to me about that because you were at a kind of mid-junior level and you wanted to progress to management. So you took the pretty courageous decision of stepping away from a role that you'd made a lot of impact in, you had a lot of respect around the company in, potentially where progression might have happened, but you just couldn't necessarily like see a path forward for it at that time. How did you make that difficult decision to kind of step away? What was that process like? I did some coaching. I did a, I did a workshop, um, which was incredible. It was like a group of women that um, came together with a company called Women to Work. And we went through lots of different activities to really sort of figure out what it is that you want, where you're going, your values and stuff like that. And hearing other people's experiences, I think, was probably the most valuable part of that. And, you know, you can see so clearly in other people, like, where they're getting hung up and they should just go. They should yeah. run with it. And you know how amazing they could be at something else. And it's just, like, the self-doubt and the limiting fear. beliefs and the fear that steps in. So I did that that bit of coaching. And then I did some one-to-one coaching that really questioned the beliefs that I had about not only, like, not only where I should go next, but about the opportunities within my current organisation. So they really pushed me when I said, there's nowhere to progress here. And they were like, why? How do you know that? Mm. Like, have you done this, this and this? And but they were so right. In hindsight, maybe I could have done more before stepping away to check. that. I, to be, I think that I did. 
I think I do think that there's only so much you can do in any yeah. scenario like you can't break the door down to push yourself through like ultimately if you don't feel the opportunity there and also being fairly young relatively in your career like that's a you know we have that imposter syndrome we don't want to ask mm. the difficult questions we don't want to you know it's it's tough yeah no I have made it very clear and I know this is like a people have very different opinions on this but I had made it very clear that I would be stepping away from the company if there was not going to be very very grateful for all the opportunities that I'd had but I would be stepping away if there wasn't going to be any opportunities anytime soon for me to step into a more senior role or take on more responsibilities how do you feel about that now as a manager people being upfront about when they're looking to move on I like it and do I know you? not other people I know other managers that don't because I have very open and honest discussions with some people in my team about that, people that I've known for like years. And I, I remember talking to someone else about you know, the fact that we have these conversations. They were like, like why, why would they say that to you? As if it was a bad thing that we'd had this open and honest discussion. And I, as a manager, I have no issues. I would much rather people be honest and say, because if it's, if it's your best team member that's coming to you and saying look I love it here but this is not enough I would much rather know in advance have the opportunity yeah, to act to fix it rather than going and saying oh sorry like I just didn't think I could progress here like when you know you would have done everything that you could to make that happen it's funny I was listening to a podcast recently where they were talking about how um easy it is to like just step away before asking the difficult questions or engaging in difficult conversations. Mm. Um, it was a Simon Sinek one, so you probably won't enjoy it. <laughs> but um, the Diary of a CEO episode I talked about last time, um, and they were basically saying that, that Simon Sinek was basically saying that um, there's a kind of younger generation that um, are so kind of afraid of conflict that they would rather quit their job than ask for a raise mm. because they're so afraid of sitting in that room. And saying this is what I'm worth. I, you know, I'm not being fairly rewarded. I don't feel valued. I need this. I need that in order to stay here. They're so afraid of doing that that they would literally rather just like quit and walk away and find something else. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. In fairness, I think that's like it's very easy to sit here and be like, that's so stupid. But <laughs> like it, of course, that's the easy. That's the path of least resistance to sit in front of someone and say, this is what you need this is like this is what I'm worth this is my value particularly if you're young in your career and feel like you're like crippled with imposter syndrome and you don't know what your value is but you know it's not quite what you're having at the moment that's really difficult yeah it definitely is and I think part of it the sort of you know the stories we tell ourselves is oh they wouldn't give me that much or or, like the process I'll have to go through and they'll think Mm. this about me if I've asked for that and then also the feeling if you ask and then don't get it. Yeah. And then you're sat there thinking, you know. It's almost like the not knowing mm-hmm. is better than knowing one way or another. Like, or the, the not knowing is better than the fear of rejection. Because if you don't know if you might get a raise, you might get a promotion. Versus your manager literally says to you, like, no way. There's no room. There's no money. Not going to happen. Then what do you do? You know, where do you go with that information? But actually, on reflection, having this and podcast and finding out well actually it is better to have the difficult conversations um 
actually all that means is that you're armed with the knowledge that you need to take you forward and you're not crippled by this doubt and this uncertainty of like, do I stay, do I go? Ultimately, what they've done, as hurtful as it might be in the short term to deal with the fact that, you know, you're not going to get the pay rise that you deserve or the promotion, they've armed you with the information that you need to then go and make those difficult decisions and you will recover from it better than just not knowing and just waiting and hanging around and ultimately just feeling more resentful because of that. I think that's so true. Yeah. Go and ask those questions. (laughs) (laughs) Go listen to the podcast. (laughs) Cram it in. Um, there's, and there's a, way, there's a way to pose those questions. Oh, God. That you yeah. get the best response out of someone. 100%. You don't want to be that person that's you know, crying every three months, saying, I need more money to stay. Like, no, that, that's not what it's about. It's, it needs to be constructive. Mm-hmm. It needs to be... It needs to... And this is another, like, fairly difficult career decision to ask for a raise, to ask for more, to say what you're worth. It needs to be value-focused. It needs to be professional. It needs to be constructive. It needs to be a productive conversation that doesn't focus on you in, as the individual because ultimately like who uh, you, your company doesn't care if you've got a mortgage to pay or you like your bills have gone up or this has happened or your car's broken down like as much as it would be great if companies did care about that and I'm sure they do to a degree that like that's not going to make a business case for your promotion whereas if you focus on the value and the scope and what you can add and the advantage and also the risk of losing you, the value that you're providing at the moment, like that is huge. And I do think at the moment, companies want to hang on to their best people, rightly so, because the recruitment market is just absolutely mad. It, it, you know, it's have those conversations now. Don't wait. Like it's so important to have the courage to go there, to go to that difficult place, because nine times out of ten, anyway, be as difficult as you thought it would be. Um, but also because if you don't, you don't have all the information that you need. Mm. And you're just going to sit there annoyed that you're not feeling properly valued. But not doing anything about it, then feeling yeah. annoyed at yourself that you won't do anything about it either. Yeah. Like, it's a horrible place to be in. Yeah. So you mentioned a difficult career decision earlier, Ali. you going to tell us about that? No. <laughs> Imagine just, like, end the episode. <laughs> Done. Um, I have made a difficult career decision recently um which is to step away from my current role and take on a new role the biggest implication in the short term at least is that I will no longer be a people manager so that's going to be interesting um and it it was a really big part of what made the decision so difficult like the the decision to step away from management, hopefully just for a short while. But ultimately, to Molly's point around kind of the long-term goals, the values, the thinking about what's ahead, I feel that this is the right decision for me now. And I felt like it was important to be honest about it on this podcast rather than just like silently disappear um, from it. Because the truth is when you get to a certain point in your career and not that I've like leveled out at some amazing level of seniority but like you get to probably at the point at which you come to management you get to a point where sometimes sideways steps that might on paper not look like everything that you maybe are currently doing or everything that you potentially wanted from a role are the most sensible thing to do for the long term and for your own progression and to push your career forward I am I'm gutted in a way to be losing 
well, I'm, I'm primarily gutted to be losing the team that I currently have, like to step away from them and to leave this role, to leave the team, leave that gap as the manager of the team um, was the most difficult dynamic of the decision. Um, if I hadn't had the team, it would have been much, much easier. Like telling them was so hard um, to let them know that I was leaving. They thought I was joking. So that was really fun. <laughs> I was really bummed. <laughs> have to tell them that I was not joking. Oh, that sounds really difficult. But what was it that... How did that decision-making process look for you? <sighs> like a lot of reflection, um, like you've said. I kind of... I found out that it was an option <laughs> on a... <laughs> on a Friday before I went on a Hindu, which was like the perfect time to be really introspective and think about things. Um, not, that was literally like the worst timing ever. Um, but what I actually did do over that time as much as I possibly could was think about what I wanted. I didn't really talk to anyone about it. I mentioned it in bits and pieces in passing um, over the weekend. I, I told my husband um, but I didn't, we didn't have a discussion about it. It was just like, this has happened. I will be AWOL for three days. <laughs> Let's catch up when I'm back. Um, so I felt like by the time I kind of sat down with him to talk about it, I had already got to a point in my mind where I was like, I know what I'm going to do, which I do think helped because I think it's very easy to be influenced by other people, not even because they're trying to influence you, but because if you're a bit of a people pleaser, which I think is very, very easy to be, you can focus too much on the impact on other people and not the impact on yourself. Um, but also, I, again, I thought long term, because the, the difficult thing about it as well is that like, I love my job at the moment, my current job, um, absolutely love it. There's not really anything I would change about it. It's been so amazing I have worked here for a long time I've been in my current role for five years um which it was again a dynamic of the the decision but um I've had like progression in that time and so much learning and development which I'm incredibly grateful for hasn't been like a stagnant five years by any stretch of the imagine, imagination and also I don't think covid years count so no. that's my that's my story and I'm sticking to it um so that was really difficult like I'm I don't hate it here I'm not desperate to go and a bit I suppose a bit like you when you made the decision to step away like it's tough because you've still got so much like love for what you're doing um I think it's a bit like breakup it would be easier to go if I hated it <laughs> Whereas, like, if you still love your ex, it's like, oh, but, you know, they were nice and, you know, you, like, think yeah. it, you allow yourself to, like, keep thinking that. Um, whereas if I, I hated it here and I was desperate to go, it would have been super easy to decide. Mm. But I'm very fortunate that that's my situation. Um, and I tried to, something that people said to me a lot when I was making the decision was, like, focus on the gratitude, focus on the excitement, focus on the opportunity, because all I was thinking was like the fear, the doubt, the worry, the anxiety about like, am I going to make the right decision? What's going to happen if I, either way, a bit like you, I knew that either way I would think, what if mm. I went the other way? What if I stayed um, where I am? But again, it, I, I followed my own advice. Like I have the reasons that I will return to when I'm on a super early train in the morning, because <laughs> um, my commute is going to look a little bit different going forward. Um, you know, when I'm tired, when I'm 
working late when I'm doing, you know, all this stuff because I'm going to a very, very different environment. Like, I've got my reasons that I know I'll be able to come back to and that gives me a lot of comfort. Like I said, stepping away from the team is horrible. I'm in my last few days in my current role now and it's it's really, really difficult. I do think with great managers, people come back to you throughout your career and you just never know what's going to happen and you might be in a position further on where you know you bring those amazing people that you've discovered and developed back to you or you know you might mentor and coach them later on in their career we're so early on in our career still that's a very real possibility and I know that I've had the most incredible managers in the past that still message me on LinkedIn and encourage me and push me forward and I think how cool that you're going to sort of develop these different stages of relationships with these different people that you've managed and that is a yeah that's a big positive and also the other thing I think when you're a manager the decision to step away is harder because you know more of the impact that it's going to have on people around you mm-hmm. not to say that I'm like so amazing that I'm going to leave a huge void but like it you know change is difficult it, they're going to have to adjust to a new manager my team are all still fairly new to the role like it it's tough and that again was a big thing that I had to weigh up at the impact it was going to have on them but the amazing thing about that that I've tried to focus on again this is like oh the thing that I keep coming back to when I look back with rose tinted glasses on like my time is that like they're my legacy here Mm -hmm. oh my god this is gonna make me cry um like they're the they're the thing that I'm leaving behind and they will carry on without me and they will be amazing and I'm so proud that I'm not like just leaving a job role and a job title in it like I'm I'm leaving a a fully functioning absolutely incredibly capable competent creative and like amazing team and so like my my legacy at this company that I'm really sad to step away from is them and they'll they'll carry it on Mm. and like I just hope all I hope really I hope they'll miss me but all I all I hope apart from that is that um like I've taught them enough that like every so often they might think like what would Ali do? You know, they might think, I don't know, they might, like, I don't appreciate the fact that I, like, got involved with a certain thing or I've left this document or I've helped them with something or I've, I don't know, like, I just hope that that will happen. I know that happens in all kinds of roles, like, you know, even if you're not leaving a team behind, everyone leaves an imprint, a legacy or something like that. But do you think as managers, the impact that you leave can be more? Mm. Um, and I'm just, I'm proud that that is the case. Um, my team would be amazing without me, but I just hope that they will, yeah, occasionally like think about me and feel grateful that we were able to work together for the time that we were and they will. Yeah, they will for sure. We've spoken a few times now about genuinely caring about your people and it's obvious from hearing you talk that you do you so deeply care for the people in your team and the job that you do and like what what more could anyone ask for how amazing is that 
a less emotional manager, I think, is what I'm going to ask. You're not normally an emotional person, I wouldn't say. But it's obviously very important to you. And this has been your life for five years. And just that's, yeah, that's the other thing is that I do feel like the, my role has been leading to this. Like when mm-hmm. I first joined the company, I was in a fairly small role and like it's developed. It now has a whole team that sits behind it. Like that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. And that's the other thing is when I think about kind of like where I started versus where I am. I've done all I can do for this role, so it's time to go and do something new. And it would have been so easy to just, like, carry on in what I'm doing and, like, enjoy where I've got to and not push myself further. But I'm not I'm not satisfied with that. Mm. Like, I want to do more, so I've got to go and get it. And in the short term, like, that means a lot of painful goodbyes and, you know, conversations like this. But I think it's... I think it's the right thing. And I hope that I will return to management at some point, a better, more rounded professional for having some time away, um, having some time to reflect on all the absolutely incredible things that I've learned in my year as a manager. And you can go back and listen to our last episode to hear all of that. Um, And that I will be all the better for it when I eventually come back to being a manager which I'm sure I will do at some point I think that's a really important point that you've picked up on there though is like acknowledging when you've done all you can do not necessarily all you can do done enough but you've done enough yeah and this again this is the other reason why I wanted to talk about this on this podcast because appreciate it's like you tuned in so you could hear management insights and you're hearing me talk about not being a manager anymore. Like, I appreciate that's slightly strange. But also, I kind of had this perception that once I became a manager, that would be it. You'd always be a manager. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, cool. Got here. We'll stay here. We'll, like, mm-hmm. stay at this level and only go up. Only manage more. Only lead more. You know, it will just keep growing and growing in that way. But the reality is that it's not like that. Like, that's not the case. And... My like my job title will still be manager when I go somewhere else, but it will just look very different to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll be managing products and services rather than people, and that's going to be very different. But ultimately, we know career paths aren't linear. We know that it doesn't always look like a the upwards trajectory that you expect. And like I said about that kind of sideways step at this point in my career, I feel is the right way to go. But yeah, it does mean letting go of responsibilities that I feel like I've kind of earned. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, you know, I've got here, I've done this, I've, you know, progressed to management. To let go of it is a bit scary and a bit strange, but it's, I do think it's the reality. Like it's not the case that once you get there, you'll naturally stay there or you might not even want to stay there. Like do it for a bit and step away if that's right for you. You don't have to just continue blindly down the same path. No. And that's so hard, though, Mm. to make that decision and let go of what you know. If you've been doing things a particular way or building up to this particular role for years and years and then you get in and you let go of that, that is so scary. They don't call them difficult career decisions for nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is scary to let go of it and to, like, leave it to someone else. Like, Mm. I've I've done this. It's up to someone else to go forward but like I hope they'll do it better yeah 
like I hope that they'll do more. I hope they'll come in with fresh ideas. I hope they'll be better than I was mm. because that's what the company, the team deserve. Yeah. This has been emotional. Mm. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Well, we should probably let you guys know what this means for the podcast going forward. I have underlined a lot and I think that it feels right for me to take some time away from the podcast not being a people manager I would feel a little bit of an imposter sat here alongside Molly um who will continue to be a people manager and I don't think that I will be able to give the best insights you know when I step into this new role it's going to be so different so we will be making some slight changes I will still very much kind of be here and be an avid listener to the podcast um and will love it as much as I have being a part of it myself. Um, but we are going to bring in more insights, more experienced insights to share to share best practice around management, to give you guys the tips that you need, the knowledge, the lessons um, from more of the kind of HR perspective. Um, if you remember our expert who was on our um who was on one of our previous episodes, then you might know where we're going with this. But yeah, what we'll, we'll do is evolve the podcast as we go forward and just bring more learning in. Yeah. Just continue to share experiences, some new experiences, some not so new experiences. And I hope that you guys will stick with us for the ride. Obviously, this is going to be a time of change for us. But this is what careers are all about. This is what being a manager is all about. It's not always the path that you thought. It's not always the easiest um decisions that you're making but the biggest rewards come from the hardest decisions and so i hope that you will only see this podcast continue to go from strength to strength and of course we will still be over on our instagram at new managers club to keep you up to date between episodes that you're across all of the latest management insights and make sure you follow us there as well as subscribing to this podcast we're going to go on a little bit of a hiatus over summer and that makes us sound like a really fancy netflix series um so we're going to stick with it um we're going to go on a a summer break to let you guys you know relax over summer let us relax over summer and we'll be back in september more insights on how to be the best people manager you can be. So before we finish, we, as you know by now, share a learning at the end of every episode. And I'm delighted that this first series of the New Managers Club podcast will be ending with a learning from Molly. So tell us. This one I think is quite different to all of my other learnings. Usually I share either a podcast or a book that I've read, but... This time, all I have to say is be kind to yourself. Whether it's making a difficult career decision or developing in your role, you know, changing direction in what you're doing or starting a new project, just be kind to yourself. And if you need to take breaks, take the breaks. We've spoken before about you know, that could mean stepping outside for 30 seconds in the sun or you know, making sure you're booking days off, but um, just making sure that you've got a good balance in your work life is all I have to say today because and I say that because that's I've not been doing that <laughs> um, and I've recognised that I've not been doing that and so that that's what I'm sharing amazing thank you I feel like this would be the point if we were a tv series you know when it comes to like the end of the first season mm. and 
like the main characters are all at kind of like a crossroads and one of them's <laughs> gonna like go off to university in a brand new city and one of them's like in a new relationship or in a new job where like it's all a bit unknown and like yeah. it kind of ends and you're like oh what's gonna happen next and you know they're all just going off in different directions but yeah. they're like we'll stay friends it'll be okay but our lives are just going different ways now yeah I kind of feel like that it's a bit isn't it yeah we may never see each other again. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That is obviously not true. Who knows though? Who knows? I know. <laughs> I know that we'll see each other again. Don't throw that into the mix as well. There's only so much change I can do. No, well, yesterday we were talking about how we could just get hit by a bus the same afternoon. So oh my god! Never know. <laughs> wow. Okay. What a note to end um, on. No buses. <laughs> no. Stay out of the way of buses. Um. All that is left for me to say is thank you so much for listening to this podcast, to subscribing, to being committed to be the best people managers that you possibly can be, whether you're new to management or whether you're still kind of trying to find your feet in management, your commitment to listening to these episodes, to engaging with us on social media to upskilling yourself and growing your resilience as a leader of people is something to be commended. And we are so grateful that we can hopefully play some small role in your management journey. And I hope that you will stick with us for more. Yeah, please do. It's going to be a really exciting series too. It's going to bring something quite different. It's going to be incredible. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be so good. I think it's going to be much better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hopefully it will be. Yeah. But in the meantime, Not if you... <laughs> Great. Um, but in the meantime, if you do have any feedback for us, we absolutely love reading your feedback comments. We've been tagged in a few posts on LinkedIn now, people sharing, and it's just so nice for us to read. Like we obviously choose to do this and we put a lot of time into it. Um, but just to hear what people are thinking and your positive feedback is so nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's so lovely. And if you want to keep things kind of private, you can send us a DM on Instagram. We check those regularly. Um, and it's so nice to chat to you guys and hear about your management experiences and how the podcast is helping you. So yes, please get in touch. Please leave us a rating and review if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we will be back in a couple of months time with more. Yeah. Bye. Until then, bye for now.